of Truth Radio Show. It's Wednesday morning, and it is live radio. We're live with Voice of Truth on Wednesday morning now. We try to make it every Wednesday. Excuse me, we made it last Wednesday. Had uh, the Dallers on with me while Pastor was out of town, and he's back! I'm back. You're back! I I survived. You have a tie on this morning, you're... Very we have looking. our we have our uh, fellowship family Christmas tonight, yes, so, uh, so I, I'm for, dressed for like uh, Andy Williams a little bit, you know, just trying to bring that family I don't vibe. Think, uh, about half our audience knows who Andy Williams. Is. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. Probably... I just hear the name thrown around every once in a while with sweaters. <laughs> All right, we're the only show in America where you'll experience the fusion of church and state on Voice of Truth Radio. Mike Gazinger with you, State Senator Pastor Brian Leversey you got. Timothy Dowler in the chair, and he's making the show happen. We're going to have Pastor Dan Stevens on um, about 915, 917, 920, something like that. And uh, we're just going to talk about the Christmas story a little bit. He invited some uh, elected officials to his, um, uh, what do you call it, cantata Mm. Sunday night. And um, um, I, I thought he did. They did the cantata, and he spoke for a few minutes and did a good job. And I thought um, just some really interesting stuff, uh, historical stuff on Herod, and mm. and uh, you know uh, the point of, of folks searching for Jesus Christ. And I guess he he he. Uh, we can't search for him unless he searches for us first. Is that biblical? Do you think? <laughs> well, the Bible says that we do not seek after good on yes. our own. That's for sure. So. I'm glad for the power of the word of God. Yeah. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. And Amen. man, when it penetrates that heart, you got to do something with it. That's right. So good, good stuff there. All right. So um, today is, um, as I'm sure my, the two gentlemen in the room know, is uh, the winter solstice. I, I knew that. <laughs> I woke up with that in my mind this morning. <laughs> I, uh, every winter solstice, I wake up, kiss my wife, and say, Happy winter solstice, dear. Happy sol- solstice. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the winter solstice? First of all, the, today is the shortest day of the year. Hmm. First day of winter, shortest day of the year. Which is the bad news. The good news is, starting tomorrow, the days start to get longer. It's like the first day of summer. First day of summer, uh, the summer solstice, um, the days, it's the longest day of the year, and after that, all the days started getting shorter. Some days you don't want to be very long. Preach that. (laughs) Preach that. (laughs) However, so here's some good stuff from this story I found. My cord on this thing is not long enough, so... yeah, you're kind of wrangled in there, aren't you? <laughs> I have my gut. I could skewed up closer to the... All right, when is the winter solstice, and what is it all about? This is interesting because of God's creation, which eternally, or uh, uh, just, I find God's creation eternally fascinating. Yeah, it is. Always fascinating. What's another fancy word for always? Ceaselessly. Gee, I didn't expect that one. That's very, very good. Ceaselessly. Hey. Too many S's. It uh, is. It's just a little serpent sounding, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when is the winter solstice in 2022? The date of the winter solstice is Wednesday, December 21. That's today. It's not always on the 21st. It's either the 21st or the 22nd, something like that. So what is the winter solstice and why does it happen? Learn all about the shortest day of the year and so on. Uh, when is it? The first day of winter in the northern hemisphere, not the southern hemisphere, the normer, northern hemisphere, first day of winter is marked by the winter solstice, which occurs on Wednesday, tw- uh, December 21, 2022, at, it's not a day, it's a particular moment. Oh, wow. Have we so, missed it? What's that? Have we, we have not it? yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can still call your wife <laughs> oh, and say, honey, good. happy winter solstice. i got to get my Hallmark card. I'm, I'm surprised Hallmark <laughs> has not capitalized on this. Yes, yet. you do have time. You won't You won't have it delivered in time if you oh, have to deliver uh, yeah. it. But if it's to your wife, you can run You're home. down to the local dollar store. I'm sure they've got lots <laughs> yeah, of those. they have cheap winter solstice. Yeah. Uh, and then the best thing to do is the day after is you can get them on sale. Yes, you get right. For next year. Yeah, and forget. then you can mark out the year and put in the next one. That's what I do on all my cards. <laughs> yeah. First day of winter in the northern hemisphere is marked by the winter solstice, so it will take place today at 4.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At that moment, 
the shift in the earth, the earth will be, well, let me just read this a little bit because it's fascinating. Hey, you know what? The senior discount down at uh, the restaurant takes place at that time too, right <laughs> Right then. Are you making a point about my seat that I can get? I was just letting you know. I thought it was a public service announcement that I was just being a friend. I was trying to be spiritual, uh, Tim, <laughs> and your boss is being just like, I don't know. Uh, cantankerous because he wasn't here last week. He's That's still right. he's like he's like got, all yeah, fired. Yeah, I'm all fired. I got energy. this pent up. You're tired and you're looking spiffy and yeah. all that. All right, so uh, first day 4:48 today p.m. for the northern half of the Earth, the northern hemisphere. The winter solstice occurs annually on December 21 or December 22. For the southern hemisphere, the winter solstice occurs on June 20 or June 21. Okay. The winter solstice is the day with the fewest hours of sunlight in the whole year, making it the shortest day of the year, as I said. Thankfully, after we reach the winter solstice, the days begin to once again grow longer and longer until the summer solstice, which is the first day of summer, the longest day of the year. So I think... I think each day increases by a minute in, I don't know, 10 seconds, something like that. So that's how you can figure out. And get back to you. Huh? I'll time it and get back to you. <laughs> okay. I'll start today. I'll okay. keep a ledger. Yes. And then I'll let so you know. So you're making that commitment. I'm making that that's commitment. great. I appreciate that. Think of it this way. Although the winter solstice means the start of winter, it also means the return of more sunlight. It gets brighter from here, folks. So... Every day has been getting shorter by a minute and something um, since June 20 or 21. And we feel that. Don't you hate that? T- when the, yes. the time changes and then it's yes. like all of a sudden at 4 o'clock, it's, you feel like it's midnight. Yes, you got to go to bed. Because uh, man tries to, you know, we, we have uh, daylight savings time. We try to make the day longer. I think that there's uh, physical or biological harm to I know, I feel bodies. it in my, in my soul. I think it takes that like 10 years oh, off. Oh, man, I think so. Because we try to. Anyway, so. Um, Anyway, first official beginning of astronomical winter, as opposed to meteorological winter. Of course, oh we know goodness. the difference there. Don't we? I'm always talking about that meteorological. Can I see those winter. words on the air? Is that do you I have the button, okay. Tim? We'll right call the FEC. Okay. All right, no, the FCC or whatever, or PETA uh, or somebody, whoever runs that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think animals pay for the. Uh, <laughs> For the daylight savings time, too. I think they do. You know, yeah, you see them dropping dead. Yeah, they're like, what's going on? Like All right, so it's nine eleven. We're going to have Pastor Dan Stevens here in uh, in a moment. We're going to take a break in just a second. I did want to talk about uh, the winter solstice thing because I, to me, it's fascinating. Um, a certain co-host uh, is being kind of bright <laughs> about it. Um, no, it is. Know, it, it's it like has... God's creation, Tim, and. Um, Pastor is not really enamored by it. Well, it's because I'm preaching on the winter solstice <laughs> at the beginning of January, and they're stealing my thunder. <laughs> I'm ceaselessly stealing your thunder. Yes, yes. <laughs> winter solstice series. That'd be great. I'll look forward to tuning into that. Um, all right, so what we're going to do is going to take a break. We're going to get um, Pastor Dan Stevens on. Talk about uh, Christmas because this is uh, this will be our last show before Christmas. Obviously, we're uh, going live Wednesday morning, and you you can hear this recorded Thursdays at five, Saturdays at three. So if you're listening Thursdays at five, Saturdays at three, it is not the winter solstice. You it miss, is post you winter it. solstice, and your days are getting longer or shorter. I'll see if you're paying attention. They're getting longer. They're getting longer. This is the <laughs> this is the good time of year. Yes, that's right. Except that it's going to be about five degrees. Oh, man. In the coming days, winter storm is coming. I think God's mad because we do daylight savings time. Yes, He's you judging us. It? it is. <laughs> it's God's judgment. All right, Voice of Truth Radio Show. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hi, this is Brian Leversee, Senior Pastor here at Fellowship Baptist Church, and I would love to invite you to come and worship with us. Our services are Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then again in the evening at 6 p.m. We have our Sunday school programs at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 p.m. Exciting things are happening at Fellowship Baptist, and I would love to see you there. God bless. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. 
I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, and I've got my co-host this week, Pastor Brian Leversey. Pastor, good to have you back. It's good to be back. And uh, you were out of town or somewhere last week, but we had the Dowlers in. We had a good show. We were going to party this week with a little coffee and donuts. But uh, winter solstice, though, that got <laughs> in the way. Obviously, yes. we had to. <laughs> you can't. Sure. You can't do coffee and donuts. You can. I mean, it's, it's winter solstice. It's, it's uh, in uh, Deuteronomy, yeah, the eighty exactly. fourth uh, chapter. I've binded that on my heart, yes. and I can't. So we'll uh, we won't make that mistake again. All right. So we got Pastor Dan Stevens on the radio show today, Pastor. Dan is um, the lead guy at Bible Baptist Church on Cypress Street in North Parkersburg. How you doing, Pastor Dan? Doing great, great. Doing real good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. So, Pastor invited uh, some elected officials to uh, his uh, cantata service at Bible Baptist Church, and it was just really beautifully done. Such a great job. And your wife uh, just uh, led the choir, and she was very good. Uh, then you you did um, like a twenty minute sermon after the cantata, and I thought, wow, that's just really, really powerful information, and um, gave the gospel, and that was powerful too. So um, I asked uh, Pastor Dan to come on the air this week, and he said, yeah, I'll do it. So he's been on before. Folks will remember uh, we talked about what was the subject we talked about last time you were on. Um, I think what we were talking about that time, we were talking about the issues facing the community as far as uh, LGBT uh, rights and some of the things that were facing our state. Yeah, so we uh, still have that problem. We're going to talk about that, actually, the second half of the show, so stay tuned for that. But uh, So, Pastor Dan Stevens, Bible Baptist Church. Uh, so let's just talk about about I'm just going to kind of feed you the um, um, a little uh, segue here, and you just kind of run with it, um, and just um, just talk about your your sermon and and uh, uh, searching for Jesus. I, what, the uh, wasn't yeah. is that the, the official title? But uh, anyway, just uh, just kind of give us a rundown on on uh, on what you said that our uh, so our listeners can be blessed by it also. Well, I think one of the things that, uh, first of all, appreciate Truth Radio, appreciate uh, both you and Pastor Leversey. You guys are doing a great job. But uh, you guys probably heard about the fact uh, years ago, uh, a few years ago, it was actually in the newspaper about uh, a fella who had a plastic nativity scene. And he had, uh, there's the 10 watt bulbs in it, and it had the little baby Jesus, and it had uh, the shepherds, and it had uh, the wise men, and, and some of the sheep, and even Mary and Joseph. And vandals came by and they actually stole baby Jesus. Uh, the guy was so distraught that um, he put out these little uh, posters that were out on the telephone pole throughout the city like we see in our own city. And uh, then he actually, it was in the newspaper, and uh, he just was begging whoever was the uh, person responsible that they bring back his plastic Jesus. And uh, in fact, he was quoted as saying, do you know where my Jesus is? Please return him to me. And I just thought that that uh, kind of prefaced what we're talking about this morning because so many in our society, in our community, are looking for Jesus, but sometimes uh, they're looking for a plastic Jesus. They're looking for, um, you know, they're looking, but they're not looking for the right one. And um, in Jesus' day, that was the same thing. I think you guys would agree. Uh, well, so many different groups are looking for Jesus for different reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, the the groups of the time, in the actual time of his birth, they were looking for radically different reasons. So most of the audience would know uh, the iconic record that's given in Matthew chapter 12, or excuse me, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and that's where the, the wise men come to King Herod. And... Uh, so I think one of the things that we can see from there is two groups of individuals that for radically different reasons are yeah. searching for Jesus. And so my my statement would be, and I think that you would agree, is that be sure you search for the right reason. Um, you know, the wise men, they, uh, they sought Jesus to worship him. And uh, let me just read that. It says in uh, Matthew chapter 2, that the wise men, when they came to King Herod, 
says, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. And then in verse 11, uh, with their excitement when they actually found him, uh, they said, when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child, Mary and his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. And um, I've had different uh, cults that have told me, well, that doesn't mean they were worshipped as God. Well, that's, that is incorrect. He was actually worshipped. He was not only paid homage to as a royalty, uh, but also he was worshipped yes. as, you can't twice that word any other way. Yeah. Yeah, amen. So uh, uh, the wise men were searching for Christ. You had some uh, just really interesting background on on Herod and who he was. Maybe you could, uh, because he he was the second searcher, right? You had the wise men yes. was one were one one group searching for Christ, <laughs> and Herod was searching for Christ, but not for the same reason as the wise men. Right? Yeah, Herod, King Herod, uh, known as Herod the Great. Uh, he was responsible for building this spectacular temple that was uh, in existence at the time of uh, Jesus' birth. And um, he had actually grown up uh, in Rome. Uh, he was um, uh, cultured there, and so he wanted something to duplicate what was seen in the ancient world. But King Herod was a ruthless individual. Um, he had, yeah, that, uh, I think... Uh, if you've ever spent time in Israel, one of the tours that you take is uh, one of the palaces where Herod had built, and there's a huge swimming pool there that was built by slaves, and is in that pool that he uh, strangled, drowned his own teenage son because he was uh, threatened by him. Hmm. Uh, didn't threaten for the throne, at least he thought he was, and he had no scruples at all. He killed one of his own wives. He murdered people at a whim. Um, he was not going to allow anything to come in in uh, interruption of his his line. And um, in, interesting enough, he wasn't even a Jew. He was actually an Edomite by descendant. And uh, so when these wise men came, um, it says that when King Herod, verse 3 of uh, Matthew, heard these things, he was troubled in all of Jerusalem with him. That's all the... Uh, his entourage, when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born in the sign. He knew that his throne was threatened because there had been a promise, and the Jews had one thing down. They were anticipating the Messiah coming. Yeah. And uh, it, it tells us later on in verse 13 that when the angel had appeared to Joseph, I said, Arise and uh, take the young child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Uh, and stay there until I give you word, because Herod will seek the child to destroy him. And of course, the record in the scripture, as well as uh, uh, the historian Josephus, records for us that Herod ruthlessly had every single one of the male children in Bethlehem and in the region slaughtered because of when they had questioned diligently the wise men, they had seen that star, and possibly up to two years it took them to actually arrive to see the child. And so he wasn't taking any chances. And so um, Jesus spoke to that. Um, yeah. John chapter 5, he said that uh, here, here they had all the court of Herod. There was all of the religious leaders. There was Herod himself. They had all this truth. And it was revealed that there was a, uh, a prophet said, hey, the Messiah is going to come to Bethlehem of Judah. And uh, so it's very clear in that. And uh, Jesus spoke to this kind of crowd that was searching for Jesus for out of hatred, out of uh, disdain, to destroy him, to uh, erase him. And he says, if you search the scriptures, in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Yes. You will not come to me that you might have life. And there's people today that, you know, they celebrate Christmas for different reasons, commemorate the celebration, try to race Christ, um, and uh, and yet the truth is before them. Interesting that your radio show is titled Truth Radio because... Voice, it's actually Voice, Voice of Truth, truth Voice of Truth off the uh, song by Casting Crowns. Uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so uh, t- truth is what it's all about. And, and so, yeah, the wise men searching for Jesus and then Herod searching for Jesus to, to obviously kill Jesus. And uh, Satan, Satan wanted, uh, you know, that whole threat gone of the of Jesus coming and dying for our sins, resurrecting, and uh, uh, it's, you know we we don't think about about the slaughter that took place around the time of Christ's birth. We you know we celebrate Christmas; it's a serene, thoughtful, uh, beautiful time, silent night, and so on. But but. Um, uh, the, uh, the verse talks about um, uh, crying for children. I forget how it yeah. goes, but great weeping, and, and uh, uh, that was that was uh, a part of it. That's what mankind does. You know, we like to kill Jesus. Uh, Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life. So, so um, uh, anyway, go go ahead. Well, what you just mentioned is about. Says in Rama, there was a voice heard, lamentation, yes. weeping, great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, which was prophesied also. Which is interesting about the over the three three hundred and thirty three, I think, prophecies of Christ in His first coming. The the, the reality, the possibility of just seven of them being uh, fulfilled is remarkable. But as there is a, those that the myriad of reasons of people searching for Jesus is like this, even in Jesus' day. For instance, the Jewish leaders uh, considered him a public enemy, number one. They, he was a religious and social pariah. He insulted their self-righteous hierarchy. And uh, he wasn't socially acceptable in their protocols. And and uh, and then, of course, there was the group that uh, they just wanted to see his works and his signs performed. They wanted him to conquer Rome, solve all the problems of the, the government. Um, and then there's those that are... You know, that followed him throughout his public ministry. Kind of like even today, the plastic Jesus they want is a genie in a bottle. Mm. You know, the mentality. So feed me, uh, heal me, you know, solve all of my life problems. And then, of course, there's those that want to manipulate to the place, like, for instance, even at Christmas time. I think that we probably think of the commercialism and such, but then uh, some people actually pause. And they celebrate Jesus' birth, or at least commemorate the the, uh, the season. And yet they live the rest of their year like he never came. And unfortunately, there's even people in our churches that they, they want God in their lives, but they want him on their own terms. Yeah. Nothing radical, just enough to make them feel, you know, warm and fuzzy. Mm. And they basically say something like this, um, look, Jesus, you can come into my life, but don't tell me what to do. I will do things my way. Oh, but by the way, Lord, uh, I can use your help in this particular situation. Yeah, yeah. So, so my, my emphasis would be is you know search for the right reason, worship the true and living God. But I asked you to come on the air. I didn't ask you to preach against any of my sins. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe Sorry. You go to McDonald's. I think everybody. <laughs> All right, so that's good stuff. All right, so so they were. Uh, you have the the searching for Jesus, the searchers for Jesus, and then. Then, uh, then, then ne- the next thought. Yeah, it's uh, this basically don't search any further. Here's the reason he came. You know, we talk about the reason for the season. Well, Jesus spoke very, very pointedly of what the reason for the season is, and uh, a lot of folks love to quote John three sixteen, but they miss what's before and after. And uh, Jesus said this. He said that whoever trustingly believes in him or me should not perish but have eternal life for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten which is unique one of a kind son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and why is that because he that believes on him is not condemned but he that believes not is condemned already because we're already condemned because of our sin but he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And he's the light. And in verse 36 of uh, John 3, it says, Whoever believes on the Son has everlasting life. And who he, he or she that does not believe on the Son shall not have life and the wrath of God abides on them. Jesus Christ, the reason he came, is to take away our sins so that we could have eternal life. 
met an individual one time uh, here in Parkersburg. It's um, sharing the gospel with him and trying to invest myself in his life and basically pointing him to the truth. And uh, he said, Pastor Dan, uh, God doesn't want me. I said, oh, really? Why is that? And he said, look, when I sit at the bars with my friends, we have no, we have no qualms. We understand that we're, we're, uh, we're sinners. You don't have to tell us that. We know that. In fact, he said, when I sit on that bar stool, I know I have a front row seat to hell. And God doesn't want me. Uh, he'll never forgive me. And I said, you know, that's exactly why Jesus Christ came. Hmm. And I quoted for, I mean, from Luke, or to him, Luke 19.10, when Jesus said, the Son of Man, Jesus, has come to seek and to save the lost. That's the very reason he came. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, you share with folks that there's no reason to search anywhere else. Um, what does it say in, in Acts? You know, when Peter was preaching that, uh, that message and then there was the persecution they went through, he preached and he said, there's neither is there salvation in any other, so there's no other name in, under heaven given among men where body must be saved. There's nobody else. Right. In fact, in the book of Isaiah, God had spoken all through the Old Testament, 750 years even before Christ. He said, there is no other God. I know not the one. Right. And there is no Savior. I'm it. <laughs> yeah. And then people, a lot of times, they think, well, if I just go to church, or if I just do this, or if I just um, pray the right way, or if I just, uh, you know, if I uh, show goodwill towards men uh, and, and people. And yet, here's what it says in First uh, Timothy 2, verse 5 and 6. It says, there's no, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. And, uh, you know, we, we just see about uh, Brittany Griner, who was uh, ransomed from uh, Russia. And the, the immense expenses, they, you know, is a, a trade-off. But really, that's exactly a, a great illustration about the fact that uh, Jesus Christ was the perfect sacrifice, not with, not with uh, riches and gold and treasure or uh, anything else other than the precious blood of the pure blood of Jesus Christ and pure life so that we could have eternal life. And that's, that's really why Christ came. That's the whole reason for the yeah. season. Not to use that cliche, but yeah. use the cliche, you know? Amen. Hmm. Yeah, that's great, Pastor Dan. Uh, we're talking to Pastor Dan Stevens, Bible Baptist Church in North Parkersburg over on Cypress Street. And uh, just uh, had a great message. I, uh, I was uh, privileged to attend your cantata and uh, I was very thankful for the invitation. There was uh, the mayor of Parkersburg was there, Tommy Joyce, and some city councilmen, and uh, I don't know who else, um, but um, it was a great crowd, and, and the cantata was just beautifully done. Uh, and then I just was really impressed with your, with your sermon, and now folks know why. Um, it's, it's simple. But it's it's powerful and and you know you I was thinking about this uh, Pastor Leversy uh, as uh, Pastor Dan was talking about Herod and how you know God can can be uh, to me the God of understatement a lot. Hmm. Jesus called him that old fox, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I would call him a whole lot of other stuff. Here, here's a guy that, as Pastor Dan was saying, uh, drowned his own teenage hmm. son because he felt threatened by him. And he had um, all these kids slaughtered, uh, what, two years and under? Is that right, Dan? Uh, that, that's correct. Yeah, that's just correct. slaughtered them all. He slaughtered them all. And the, the, the picture, uh, the juxtaposition of the wise man vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, uh, the Herod, mm. you know, is, is a, a, a beautiful picture. It is. It's a wonderful way to bring about the truth and shine the light on the real Jesus, yeah. not the plastic Jesus. Not the plastic not, Jesus. Not I was the one watching. We make with our own hands. Yes, uh, Pastor Dan was watching. Uh, what, what is it about these uh, uh, nativity scene Jesus is the, that these atheists can? There's a uh, video I saw yesterday. Um, some guy, they, they got him on camera. Uh, somebody dropped him off in front of this big, I don't know, big, beautiful nativity scene. He runs up, steals baby Jesus, and they take off. What's the deal with that? I mean, what's the, what do they get this? Uh, those atheists, I'm sure he's an atheist, uh, they, they just want to destroy that which doesn't exist, right? 
Yeah, so. yeah, and I think, it, you know, who knows what their motivation is, but uh, ultimately they're rejecting the truth. They, they, that is that contrast that Professor Lubbersy just is, spoke about there, about the, the beauty of it, is that there's a reason why the Scripture calls these men from the East wise men. Yes, we could use the definition about the, the word magi and go into all the detail of that, but reality is it's a beautiful contrast. And the fact that you've got these who are wise who are seeking Jesus for the reason to worship him, and then you've got the fools, which the Scripture would say they're fools, even though they're wealthy, even though they have power, even though they're, they're socially elite, yet they're fools. And um, yeah. that is what it boils down to in society now. And, and the greatest Christmas gift anybody could get and give is what God offers is eternal life, that free gift that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life Amen. that's great <laughs> stuff that was excellent, Pastor Dan Stevens, thanks so much for coming on the Voice of Truth radio show brother we'll, uh, we'll have you back on uh, but that was uh, that was just uh, beautifully done, what a great story and so timely, right before right before Christmas Day, coming up on Sunday <laughs> um, but uh we love you, brother. Appreciate you, and have a great day. Thank you, Pastor hey, Dan. Man. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, and Merry Christmas to you all. Hey, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. You too, and your family. All right, God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Right, so, Pastor Dan Stevens, Bible Baptist Church, Parkersburg. We'll be back with uh, more on the Voice of Truth radio show right after this. Hi, this is Brian Leversee, Senior Pastor here at Fellowship Baptist Church, and I would love to invite you to come and worship with us. Our services are Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and then again in the evening at 6 p.m. We have our Sunday school programs at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 p.m. Exciting things are happening at Fellowship Baptist, and I would love to see you there. God bless. A portion of today's programming on Praise FM has been brought to you by an underwriting grant from Levitt Funeral Home. Levitt Funeral Home is the area's only locally owned multi-generational home. Five generations of the Levitt family have been personally involved in serving our community. So, a family can always do business with someone they know, someone they can depend on. Levitt Funeral Home can offer information about grief resources, ideas on planning a funeral or memorial service, information about our products and services, and ways to bring family and friends together through our online obituaries, email condolence program, and information for families about the Levitt Family Center. Levitt Funeral Home is celebrating 125 years of serving the Valley with two locations in Parkersburg and Belpre. The phone number for Levitt Funeral Home is 422-6459. We are thankful for John and Stephen Levitt of Levitt Funeral Home for supporting listener-supported Praise FM Radio. All right, welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger. Get ready. The cold weather's coming, folks. It is coming with a vengeance. I think it's supposed to get down to like five degrees one That's night. Crazy. In this couple of days. I've already got my long johns on. I'm going to have to get another pair. <laughs> Three pairs of pants. He's like all giddy today. You have like too much coffee, or not I, enough coffee. You're kind of... All right, I got saved this week. <laughs> Tim answered a prayer. We didn't yeah. think it would happen, but bless God it did. All right, so I'm looking for a show, uh, a uh, story here that I have written down. and I don't print my stories off anymore because it's a pain to do, um, but I hate reading off the phone. It's too small. It is. And you it, need an iPad. iPad. You've been wanting to say that for a while, haven't you? <laughs> I got to get my uh, my dollars in for plugging stuff. <laughs> well, you didn't say what kind of iPad. No, who's going to pay you? A... iPad? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. All right, Nobody so uh, if I could continue here, you're like uh, just uh, kind of la, la, today. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, but it's good to have you back. We miss you when you're not here. The global whip, uh, ripples, whipples, the gro- the global whipples of woe. And we're fun. All right, the global ripples of row. How the unborn everywhere win. So this is the ripples of Roe v. Wade being overturned worldwide. So nothing happens in a vacuum, right? Um 
good bad things have a ripple, but they so do. do good things, yeah. right? Um, so this is a story from DesiringGod.com, the global uh, ripples of row, how the unborn everywhere win. In Colombia, that would be the country, they have a saying that goes, if it's raining in the U.S., prepare for rain. Pastor Anderson Ocampo in Medellin explains, practically everybody assumes that whatever happens in the United States will happen here. Since the United States is the most powerful country in the world, the Dobbs decision to overturn Roe will encourage our pro-life work hmm. in Colombia. Yeah. Isn't that great to hear? It's really interesting. When a light shines, it penetrates the darkness, no matter where the darkness is. And that's why Jesus called us to be the light. We sometimes don't think of our actions in, in, in light of, of the way you just spoke about him as a ripple. But, you know, if we'll just be that, that light on that lamppost, that city on that hill can never be hid, and yeah. there will be people that will look to it, and it will change their lives. And there will be, well, I, you know, I'm convinced that when we get to heaven, there will be people that we influenced uh, for Christ that we didn't, didn't mm. even know about. Oh, there's got to be. It's got to yeah. be that way, yeah. right? So... Prior to this, the story goes on, Roe had brought the hard reign of legal abortion to country after country. Abortion advocate Nina Soon explains, Roe has been influential in court decisions in other countries that have achieved significant gains in reproductive freedoms, the bad way, um, abortion. For example, Mm -hmm. in Kenya, the High Court of Malindi, in affirming that abortion care is a fundamental right under the Kenyan Constitution, specifically reference, uh, references and considers key points from Roe. Mm-hmm. So these other nations would argue for abortion based on our Roe v. Wade decision from 1973. Now, in contrast, Nigerian writer um, Ekiocha is his last name. I can't even say his first name, but we'll, we'll go with Ekiocha. Sees the influence of Roe in, in Africa as the ideological neo-colonialism of the 21st century. She explains the recognition of human life from the womb to the tomb is a common thread that runs through many tribes and towns of Africa. Yet the West's unrelenting ideological deconstruction of traditional values, the hypersexualization of youth, the normalization of homosexuality, the mainstreaming of gender dysphoria, and of course the legalization of abortion rains down on African countries. Are these the new values that must be adopted to be considered part of the modern world? Hmm. Um, now, here we get into the reverse angle, the other way. Let's look at this from the reverse angle, the article says. A map from our world in data shows birth rates by country. This is interesting, Pastor, because Western countries have negative birth they rates. They do. You've got to have 2.1 to, read, uh, to keep it even. Yeah. America has, last I read the other day, is 1.7. It's abysmal. It's, it is happening in the... All across the Western world, even Eastern uh, world, Japan, you know, has and these countries have uh, birth rates that, as I read, aren't uh, are <coughs> unrecoverable. Yeah, it, it's become our philosophy to marginalize life, and that philosophy is now being enacted out in us not even being able to sustain ourselves in in producing people. Yes, that's right. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the overturning of Roe Mm. affects the birth rate. Mm. It will be interesting to see. The highest rates closely align with countries where the human rights of unborn children are still respected in law to various degrees, mostly in Africa and Central America. And in these two areas of the world, I believe, as I've read, there's there's revivals going on in a lot of these places in Africa. Mm. You know, these African nations... Many of them are becoming Christian nations. Mm-hmm. Central America, the same thing is happening in uh, many of these nations in Central America also. Organizations like the United, United Nations and the World Health Organization look at this map as their mission field and um, so on. Let me see. Um, 
the unreached people still to be persuaded that legal abortion equates to personal freedom. I, says the author, look at this map and see these countries as our best examples for recovering Mm -hmm. the inherent equal, exceptional, and eternal value of human life rooted in the Bible. Yeah. As Ikeocha says, the most precious gift that Africans can give to the world right now is our inherent culture of life. Most Mm -hmm. Africans understand by faith and tradition the inestimable value of human life, the beauty of womanhood, the grace of motherhood, the blessing of married life, and the gift of children. And uh, women are not treated any better than, than anywhere in the world than they are in Christian societies because Jesus Christ, in story after story, um, uh, all the way over here, I was listening to the story of Rahab the heart, a harlot. Look how the, the Jews, God's people, treated Rahab yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, put, the, put the, the red cord, the crimson cord, out your window. We're going we're gonna to save you. Christianity is freedom, and it's freedom for everyone. There is no more bond or free. There is no more male or female. There's no more uh, Jew or Gentile. We are all in Christ. And you will not find people treated any better, no matter how the world tries to classify them, than when they're involved in a relationship with the Lord. That's exactly right. One one last point here. Yet long-term, the... Article goes on. The end of Roe sends out a powerful and welcome message to the world in turning the legality of abortion back to the states. The highest court in the most powerful country has declared that there is something about abortion that is legitimately debatable as a matter of morality and justice. Yes, that might appear as a small stone thrown into the pond, but I think it is the one stone. That makes all the difference. So the Dobbs decision, overturning Roe in America, which I never thought would happen, mm. bless God it did, and it's it's having a ripple effect all across the world and will continue to. Amen. And uh, we'll continue the fight for, uh, for unborn babies because God made them in his image. Amen. Imaje Deo, right? That's right. All right, we're going to... Take a quick break. When I get back, we're going to play an audio of some Liberty University students singing in the U.S. Capitol, uh, and I'll give you some background, but you're going to want to hear it. It's really a, a great little story. You're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show. We'll be right back. are those who have not seen and yet have believed. There was a Roman soldier who trusted Jesus enough to send him a message. His servant needed healing. The soldier believed without needing to see and without needing Jesus to make a house call. This soldier knew he didn't deserve to be in the presence of Jesus. He was convinced that the servant would be healed if Jesus just said he was healed. This man had learned to trust those with authority, and Jesus had authority. This Roman centurion trusted the outcome to the command of one who could change outcomes. Jesus knew faith when he saw it, and this veteran showed an unexpected faith. God is the master of impossibilities. He's strong when you're weak. Bring your sin, and he'll bring his forgiveness. His authority means you can trust his plan. Follow. Get the help you need. Praise FM, your home for today's gospel music. Joe, you're listening to Mike Azinger and Brian Leversey. As we come on the air live today, it's Wednesday morning, and thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Praise FM radio all day long. Great stuff on mm. Praise FM all day long. Um, you can do teaching. Pastor, you're on. What time's your teaching? I think noon on most noon. days. Yeah. And uh, great talk show stuff in the evening also. Uh, but great station to listening to and uh, Voice of Truth. We're on uh, Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock. And then this show is recorded, played uh, Thursdays at 5, Saturdays at 3, podcast at Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger. Great little story here. Liberty University, I have a uh, Liberty has a special place in my heart. I don't agree with them philosophically on everything, 
you know, doctrinally, I think we'd be good, but philosophically, you know, um, I went to Hal's Anderson. You know, we don't agree with anybody <laughs> on everything. <laughs> but uh, my my nephew, <clears throat> excuse me, my nephew worked there. He just moved on to another job, but he was a uh, an attorney there. Worked there for a number of years. And I went down, I think two years ago, Pastor, and he gave me a tour of the whole university. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just an, an incredible, incredible place, the number of students they have. Um, and uh, that was Jerry Falwell's vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a man of vision. That's his hometown mm-hmm. at, um, uh, what town is it? Lynchburg. Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. Down in Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, I remember Brother Howell's telling the story. Years ago, he told us, uh, get away from there. You you don't want to start a church in your own town. You know, the prophet's <laughs> not without honor except in his own place, right? right. But he didn't, and he he was used greatly by God mm. to, uh, to, to build um, Liberty University, which has a, an influence that's just incredible. So here's a great little story. Do we have that ready to fire up here, Tim, yes, to play? So on December 5, 2022, Satanists. And their pantomimes aggressively counter-protested a face-centered rally outside the Supreme Court during oral arguments for a case involving free speech and religious freedom. The very next day, directly across the street from the Supreme Court, the name of Jesus echoed throughout the chambers of the U.S. Capitol building as Liberty University choral students boldly declared the gospel message. So we're going to play this. Uh, it's a little bit hard to hear. You can't hear, you know, the words, but you can hear the the beautiful voices echoing in the in the U.S. Capitol. Um, so I wanted uh, our listeners to uh, to be able to hear. So that the song was called um, "I Speak Jesus." That's the Liberty Choral Choir um, singing in the Capitol Rotunda. How about that? Here's the here's the lyrics. It's short, but uh, it was hard to hear the words. But you could hear the beautiful voices echoing in the Capitol. I would have loved to have been. That'd be awesome. So the song goes: uh, "Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus." Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. So that was beautiful. Hmm. Wonderful. So. It's, it's amazing what can happen when you lift up a voice, you know. Yeah. God gives us a voice. It may not always be a voice of of being able to sing like that in a, in a building, but mm-hmm. I think the more we lift our voices in this world, the more God will be able to bless and, and we can see his truth ring out. So what I liked about that, Pastor Leversey, was that, uh, you know, the, the face of evil is showing itself more it and more. It's not disguising itself no. anymore. It's. Uh, I, I just read the other day that these drag queen story hours are traveling the country uh, to sold-out crowds hmm. all across the nation. Sold-out crowds. Uh, these these parents, these morons, these, these fools, 
mm. taking their children to these things. These yeah. people, and uh, it's stunning. And so the face of evil, of evil is, is just pulling back the veil, uh, and it doesn't have to hide itself. It doesn't have to deceive in terms of who it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the uh, Satanists protested outside of the Supreme Court when they were having oral arguments on a religious freedom case. Mm. And so the Liberty University students who aren't aren't in proximity, aren't far from D.C., it's Mm -hmm. down in Lynchburg, Virginia, and they traveled busloads often to D.C. for these protests. And they had the the, the choir went in the Capitol and started singing about Jesus Christ. Mm. What better way to fight? Um, And and if that uh, uh, just... It, it, it was it was a beautiful thing. That's wonderful. What they did praise God for yeah. that. Yeah. So, anyway, how much time we got here, Tim? Not much. Well, not much means two, three minutes. So, uh, one minute. Okay, one minute. So let's go ahead and uh, let's just go out. Let's just play that again as we go out, folks. This is Liberty Choir in the state uh, in the U.S. Capitol singing, and uh, God bless you, folks. Have a great Christmas. And uh, this is Voice of Truth Radio. We'll see you next year.